This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be listening to Book One of Brahms' Variations on a Theme by Paganini. Paganini and Brahms are a real study in contrast, and this piece is in some ways uncharacteristic of Brahms' overall style. Paganini was a consummate performer. Arriving at concerts dressed all in black with a black carriage drawn by black horses, playing up in the urban legend that he got his talents from the devil. Tall and lanky, he made ladies swoon and odd audiences with his showy performances full of fire and passion. Brahms, on the other hand, has always been seen as a more cerebral, studious person, a composer rather than a performer. Later in life, he had a belly and a thick beard and would often put on clothes that didn't fit or forget to wear socks, a bit of an absent-minded professor vibe. He had an ongoing rivalry with other composers who valued emotion and personal expression above the kind of well-structured, finely crafted music that Brahms wrote. This was mainly borne out through letters, journal articles, and catty reviews and has been deemed the War of the Romantics. One of the men on the other side was Franz Liszt, a sensational pianist and a composer whose writings for the piano often reflect his remarkable technical skill. He had transcribed Paganini's own variations on this theme for piano, putting one virtuoso's ideas quite literally into the hands of another. Brahms would have known about this transcription, and by writing his own set of variations, he was setting his music up to be directly compared to Liszt's and Paganini's. Now, even though Brahms himself was not a virtuoso performer, he had one in mind when he was writing this piece. Carl Tausig was a former student of Liszt and was said to be as good, if not better, than his teacher, a pretty big compliment. But unlike Liszt, he wasn't really a showman. Rather than flailing around dramatically as he performed, he kept almost entirely still besides his hands with a stony, blank expression on his face. Tausig had friends and fans on both sides of the War of the Romantics aisle, and was equally fascinated with the music of Brahms and Wagner, who were otherwise diametric opposites in the music world. Tausig must have been good, because these variations are famously difficult even for highly accomplished players. Clara Schumann, herself a well-regarded pianist, called them the, quote, witch's variations, due to how hard she found them. And Brahms didn't just do them for musical purposes. Each variation is based around some sort of tricky technique on the piano, making them also a set of technical piano studies. The variations are arranged into two books, and we'll be listening to the first one today. Each one presents the theme, followed by 14 variations, most a minute or less in length. It's amazing what a great composer can do with one theme, and Brahms takes us through a variety of tempos, keys, moods, and rhythms. Both books end with a showy explosion of notes that give them an exclamation point of a finale. Here's Peter Bradley Fulgoni with the first book of Brahms' Variations on a Theme by Paganini. Thank you. 
it's a spectacular display of piano technique, and it's all the more amazing because Brahms himself wasn't regarded as some piano virtuoso. It's likely that he would have had a very difficult time actually playing this, which meant that his mind must have been working overtime. Thanks to Peter Bradley Fulgoni for putting that up on museopen.org, and thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow we're going to be listening to book two of Brahms' Variations on a Theme by Paganini. I'll see you then.